Okay, we are doing Daf Mem Beis. We're starting from the bottom of Mem Aleph and Beis from Amar Papa. So it's just a little introduction so we understand uh, the context. So the halacha is not only is a person not allowed to go outside the Kuman Shabbos, but any any items that are in a person's possessions are not allowed to move outside of the Tchum of the owner of the person. So Amar Papa, Let's say a person had fruits and they were taken out of the Tchum. Um, and then, for whatever reason, they came back. Even if the way that they came back was that someone intentionally violated the halacha of Trum to bring them back inside, they haven't lost their original Trum. They can be carried now throughout the original Trum that they had when Shabbos began. My time, but what's the reason? Why is fruits any different than the person? We learned in yesterday's halacha, yesterday's daf, that when a person violates leaving the Trum, then uh, if they do it willingly, then they lose their original tum, even if they come back. The only case where they don't lose their tum is if they were, um, if they were forced to leave the tum and then forced to go back, but they didn't do anything wrong. They were just forced against their will. That's the only case where we say they get back their tum. But any case where they willingly violate jobs, they go back their tum. So why are fruits any different? The answer is I knew some value because the fruits were forced. The fruits never make a decision, right? Somebody's always doing it to them. So it's just like the case where a guy moved the Jew and put him back, he gets his old home. So the fruits always get back their old home because they're always forced. Forced. The fruits do not move by themselves. So that's what the bottom line with the Kumar is saying is that if a fruit was taken out and put back in, it would regain the original tchum that it had, despite the fact that the person who moved it knew that he was doing the wrong thing. So the Gemara asks, "Is Rabbi Yisroel Shmaya Rabbi Papa?" Remember the Olam Asher and the fruits that are taken out are always Asher. Can't move it. You're not allowed to eat it. Ad Shiasun Kol Meshogin, unless they got back to their tchum. Meaning that someone not knowing that they were violating the halacha, they didn't realize they brought it back in. That's the only case where they would regain the tum. So we can infer b'shogeg again. That's only if they were done b'shogeg. But if someone intentionally violated the halacha and brought the fruits back in, then the, the fruits do not get back their tum. So Kashan Rapapa Rapapa is saying as far that even if someone violated it willingly, the fruits are still muttered because the fruits themselves didn't move. The fruits were always just forced. So here we see not that way. We see that the fruits are only regained the tum. If they were moved back with Shogun. So the Gemara Papa answers Tanahi. You're right, this is against me, but I can show you that it's really Machlokas Tanam, and I'm going like one time. If the Tanya says in the price of Perish, if the fruits are taken outside of the Trum, if they're taken out Bishogi, they can be eaten. But if they're taken out Bishogi, lo yochlu. So here it doesn't seem necessarily that they were brought back in. We're just saying that if they're taken out Bishogi, they can be eaten. If they're taken out Bishogi, you can't eat them because there was a willing desecration of Shabbos to bring them there, so you can't. Uh, you can't have Hana. However, continues the Gemara, if they're in, if somehow the fruits get back to their original place where they were, they could be in Shalom If they're not in the original place, so if they're in not the original place, so they were brought out, so you're going to be benefiting from the fact that the Malacha was done, you're benefiting from that outside the Tchum, Rebbe says you can't eat. But if for whatever reason they're brought back inside, then you could. Okay, so that's now we have to understand. We're going to get back to our papa in a second, but first we just have to understand the statement of Rebbe Rechem is allowing a person to eat the fruits of some of they get back in, but not if they're outside the Tchum. So, what does it mean that they're back in the original area? What's the case? How do they get back? If you say it means. Even if someone deliberately brought back, they intentionally violated Chavez, you're saying you're allowed to eat the fruits. It can't be. It says in the Brides of before, Bashem, even one of the people that we're quoting here, Rabbi Nechemi of the old Masurim, that fruits that are taken out of the Tchum are always Aser. Unless they got back into the original place, Bishogig. So we see Bishogig and Bimezid. If they got back in, Bimezid, 
you're not allowed to eat it. So it can't be that we're mechemeh here in the second price. They're saying they're mutter if they're as long as they're, they're in the original place, even if they got back with mazid, that can't be. So El Allah from Koman Rishodu, when Mechemia says that you're allowed to eat them if they're in the original place, he can only mean if they got back, if they got back with Shogun. So Mechemia would then be saying, they left outside the Tchum. You can't eat them. Can you eat them or can you eat them? It depends. If they got back into the original Tchum, Bishogun, you could. If they got in Bemezid, then you cannot. But what's the problem with that? That that, that wasn't Baklava what the Tanakama was talking to. The Tanakama and, and Mechemia aren't on the same wavelength. The Tanakama didn't talk about what happened if it went back in. The Tanakama just said, there's a Mishogun Bishogun Bemezid for the fruit that's outside the Tchum. We have no clue what he would say about if they went back in the Tchum. But here, Reb Nechemia, and it looks like he's arguing the Tanakam, Reb Nechemia is talking about if the fruits go back in, and he's saying it's okay if it goes back in, but not but Mazid. So it doesn't really seem, it sounds like he's debating something with the Tanakam, but they're talking about two different issues. Tanakam is talking about eating the fruits outside the Tchum if they don't go back in. And uh, Reb Nechemia is saying that you can eat the fruits that went back in, but So something's off. They're not talking about the same case. So it must be. So and this is how we're, now we're going to get to our Papa. The price is missing words, and this is the full version of what it should say. Perish, also goes to the home the fruits were taken out outside the tomb. Says the Tanakama, if they're talking about you can be eaten. If they're taking up a mason, you can't eat it. And here's the missing words. When is it true? That's all when they're not original area. Because now you're benefiting from the fact that it's outside the tomb. So then we say that if it was done amazing, you can't you can't benefit. If they got back to the original area, even if it was done amazing, they could be eaten. And that's the Tana. That's like Rav Papa. And then on that, Rav Mechem is dissenting view. He says, no, Rav Mechem is coming to say, even if they got back to the original area, so you're not benefiting necessarily from the fact that it left, still, if it came back from Mezid, you can't. So now we could say that Rav Papa is going like the Tanakhama. So again, Rav Papa's halacha is that fruits are never considered that they're the mover themselves. So as long as they get back in the Tchum, even if they're, if it was done by Mezid, it's always used, like, we always view it as if like the fruits were forced, just like the case where the guy took the Jew out and put him back in forcefully, he gets back his original tchum, so the fruits get back their tchum. That's where Papa Salacha. We're coming out there where Papa Salacha seems to be telling the Machlokas Tano in between Reb Nechemia and uh, the Tanakama. So the Gemara says, no, you don't necessarily have the right to prove that. Maybe everybody doesn't hold like Rav Papa. Lo, but Mezid, it could be that if it was removed back with Mezid, everybody agrees that it's Asr. Because since you did the wrong thing by bringing that in, we do make a Knas and you can't have Ana, even though it's back in the right spot. And then maybe everybody doesn't hold like Rav Papa. In the second saw the Machlokas is all when it's Shalobim Koman, they're outside the Tchum and you took it out Bishogeg, and that's the Machlokas. Tanakama says, if it was taken out Bishogeg, it's motor to eat them, uh, even not in there, even though they're, they're outside the Tchum. Rabbi is saying that no, even if it's Bishogeg, you cannot eat it Shalobim Koman. You can never have enough in the fact that it got outside the Tchum, even if it was talking out, even if it was taken out Bishogeg. So it could be that Rapapa, Rapapa's point, of where it was turned, uh, brought back into the original Tchum, but Mezid, you could still have a knot, you could still eat it or move it. Maybe nobody agrees uh, to that. Everybody's talking about Bishogeg, and the question is, if it was taken outside the Tchum, Bishogeg, and now the fruits are outside the Tchum, are you allowed to benefit? Uh, that's the issue. That's the Machlok, between the Tanakama and Remechem. But the Gemara says, that's the way you're trying. So we're really trying to make problems for our Papa. But we're trying, our Papa really had a Kashrach in the first price. Our Papa's trying to force 
that you see his opinion is correct from one of the Tanam here, if the Machlokas is, if the fruits of Rav Papa made it. We're saying that Rav Papa doesn't have a right to say that, and therefore the question comes back in Rav Papa that he doesn't have a Tana that holds like him. So the Gemara is now going to show that actually, no, Rav Papa's understanding of the Brisa is correct, that the Machlokas is about his very issue if the fruits were taken out and brought back in, but made it if they can be eaten. So the Gemara says, Vamitani safe at the end of the other Brisa, it said, the fruits are always also unless they're brought back into the original space, Bishogin. So we can infer from that price, Bishogin Bemezi Lo, the Remechem is Matur, and if they come up Bishogin, we're not Bemezi. So for the fact that Remechem is making that point, that it's not much if they come back Bemezi, it must be that there's another time who disagrees. Mechal Tanakama Sabra, Bemezi Nami Shar, that the Tanakama, the second price, who is being Kolik, that's what he's disagreeing on. He's disagreeing because this Tanakama holds like Rapapa, that even if they're brought back Bemezi back into the Tchum, they regain this Tchum, it's much to eat them. Shmami, not that we can infer, the Kamar conclusively proves that, that that's the Tanakama's Machlokas with, with uh, Remechem, if the fruits were back, brought back. Amazing. Tanakama is being lenient, just like Rapapa. We don't say the fruits did anything themselves. Therefore, it's mutter to have them and move them throughout the original tchum. Uh Once they're brought back, they regain the tchum. And Rabbi was saying, no, you only regain the original tchum if they're brought back by Shogeg, but not amazing. Continues the Gemara with the new Allah. Amar of Nachma and Amar Someone's walking right when Shabbos begins. He doesn't know where 2,000 Amma border is going to end. How do you measure 2,000 Amma? on Shabbos. So Mahalik, I'm fine. You just take average steps. That's what you assume the Shabbos. So when Amma, we're saying is like we can assume a person can make the assumption that it's like an average step. So just count the number of steps that you take until you hit 2,000. And the assumption is that you haven't left your Tachor. Says the Gemara, another Allah. And before we start this, let's, let's just make sure we remember what the Mishnah said. So the Mishnah was talking about a case where Gayim brought a person, took a person out of his tchum and they put him randomly in, 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 into an uh, enclosed area on Shabbos. So the question is, so he's out of his tchum. So generally when you're out of your tchum, you only have four amas. However, Gamaliel rules that if they put the Gayim put him into a place that's enclosed, so since the area is enclosed, the whole area is viewed as like his four amas and he can move throughout the entire area. That's what Rukum Leel said, and the other time I'm disagreed. So here we talk about a similar type of case. Shabbos Bebeka, someone was Shobes, he made his residence when Shabbos began in an open field. And the guy made Mechitzvah for it on Shabbos. So he's still only allowed to go 2,000 amas from the place where he, he was Kona Shvisa, meaning we don't say that since the Mechitzvahs are made now, so it's viewed like his Makam Shvisa is just the whole area, and we only start counting the 2,000 Amma from outside the walls. We do not say that. Since the walls were not here at the time that he was Kona Shvisa from the outside of Shabbos, we do not view that his Makam Shvisa is the whole enclosed area. Let's say the walls were there when Shabbos began, then we would say that. Then we could say he goes 2,000 Amma from, from the spot, we start measuring the 2,000 Amma from outside the wall. But since here the walls weren't there when Shabbos began, so he's Kona Shvisa Stam in the place wherever exact latitude and longitude in the in this uh, open field. So it doesn't matter if the mechitzas are made in Shabbos, he doesn't get the whole area. Ah, why is it different than the case in the Mishnah where he's moved outside the Tchum where he only has four Amos, but Rigomil says that if he's placed in the enclosed area, the whole enclosed area is his four Amos. The answer is because in that case, it's a Kula of Rigomil because otherwise he would only have four Amos. So it's a Kula so that he can move more than four Amos, but Rigomil said we view the entire enclosed area as being his four Amos. But here, he definitely has 2,000 Amos. The question is just, do we start measuring the 2,000 Amos from outside the new walls, or what, once the walls are up, we should view the entire area as four Amos and only start measuring 2,000 from outside the walls, or do we say no? And that's exactly what we say. We say Lechomer that no, he would have 2,000 Amos anyway. So we don't start measuring from outside the walls, we start measuring from the very place where he was Kona Shvisa in the beginning of Shabbos. 
So he can only walk 2,000 hours in the place where he was when Shabbos began. But the whole thing became Rosh Hashayachin. So let's say even though he can't walk more than 2,000 hours, let's say the area is huge, it's 4,000 hours, he could throw things from one end to the other, even though the item that he's throwing is going to go more than more than 2,000 hours. Obviously, it can't be that he owns the item because the item would have a violation of Tchum. But let's say something that wasn't his, that didn't have a violation of Tchum, it became this area, is still uh, ultimately is Rosh Hashayachin. So he's allowed to throw from one area to, to the next. Um, inside of these walls. Rav Ravuna says he's allowed to go 2,000 amas in any direction from where he started with Chum, but you're not allowed to carry more than four amas. A person is not allowed to do that. Once, once these, um, even though these machitas go out, you're not allowed to carry more than four amas. The Mar says, why? You should be able to throw from one end to the next. Right? He's not leaving his Chum or anything. You should be able to throw from one place to the next. Right, so long, even if it's going outside his two thousand amos, but it's not a problem because now that the walls are up, he's not going outside the tomb. So what's the problem? So the Gemara answers: Rafuna makes a gzera. It's a decree. If a person is only he's restricted to two thousand amos, if we let him throw from anywhere inside the enclosed enclosed air walls, he might come to be drawn after where he throws this thing. You know, he's playing catch and he throws it far away, and then he might go after. He might walk outside his two thousand amos and be drawn after the item. So therefore, we say, you know what? You're not allowed to carry more than four amos in the entire area. So the Gemara says, but why? Why do we have to go so extreme? Maybe he can't throw from out to outside his tomb because then he might go outside his tomb. That we can understand. But he should at least be allowed to carry where it's within his tomb as long as it's within where he can walk. So he should be allowed to carry within that space. We're, not, we're saying even more stringent. We're saying he's only allowed to carry within four amos. Why is that? So the Gemara answers, because we treat it as if like the case where there's uh, two separate rishios that were divided between each other by a wall, but then, then the wall got a breach in it throughout the whole thing. So now the two domains are totally open to each other. If they are not allowed to carry between each other, then you're not allowed to carry the, uh, inside each, each one either. So let's say you had two rishos that used to have a wall divided between them. Now the wall is breached. You can't carry between the two rishos because there's no air between them. But we say a bigger chiddush. Since I can't carry between them and they're open to each other, they also that you can't carry bakhlal inside. Why? Because you might come to carry from between each other. That's the simple idea. As long as they're open to each other, there's no wall that's dividing. If we say you can't, you can't carry between each other, but you could carry within each one, eh, it's not going to work. People are just going to come to carry between each other. So, so to hear, that's what we have. Once, Mindarabhanam, we say hey, that you can't throw beyond the 2,000 amma. So the, the, the point that's beyond 2,000 amma is totally open to the part that's within 2,000 amma. So you can't even carry within the part that's 2,000 amma, Xera, that you might come to carry to the part that's outside the 2,000 amma. So it all starts because of Xera that we're scared to Mashek after the item that you're throwing and you're going to leave your tomb. Because of that, that becomes a place you're not allowed to carry. Mimela, the place even that's within 2,000 amma, is part of Bumilua, it's completely breached to a place that's also to carry, and therefore it's also to carry even uh, into anything more than four amas in your immediate area. Says the Gemara, it seems like we're saying a third opinion. You could walk 2,000 amma. That's an agreement to what everyone's been saying until now. You can carry within the 2,000 amma. You can't throw beyond the trum. So that's not like the first opinion. But here, he's not as machmer as the second opinion. He's saying... You could carry beyond your four amas. You could carry anywhere that you're allowed to walk within your 2,000 amas. The Mar says, come on, who does he hold? To look Rav Nachman. It's not like Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman held that you could throw even beyond the Tchum. To look Rav Nachman. It's not like Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman held since you can't throw beyond the Tchum, you can't carry even within more than four amas because it's parts from Lukum Masra Lot. So totally open to a place you can't carry. So the Gemara is, and the Gemara is trying to say, like, it doesn't make sense that he should be like nobody because as we, as it was totally justified by the opinions we were saying. If we make Xera that you can't throw beyond the Tchum, like the Machmer opinion, then it makes sense indeed that you shouldn't be allowed to carry more than four amas because you might come 
It's like parsim below the makom also law. It's open to a place you can't carry. And if you don't make nizir, you should be allowed to throw mikhotat chum. So there's no place the gemara is saying to have like a middle opinion. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. So the gemara says you're right. You have to change the gear. Say ema. Rather, we should say metalto ba'arba. You can carry only within four amos, which is exactly like the makom opinion of Rav Huna. He says the gemara we don't like that. I'm Rav Huna is exactly like Rav Huna said. Why are we giving like it's like a new opinion? So the Gemara says, you're right, you should change the gear. Say, Ema vechein on Rabbi And so too, Rabbi Chibarab said that he agrees to what Rafuna, that you're not allowed to carry beyond four hours. Says the Gemara, and we try to get Rafuna. So again, it's Machlokas. Rav Nachman says you can throw beyond the place where the Tom is because your Tom restricts you from walking one two thousand hours. But you could now, it's Rosh Hashayach, now that the guy made the Mechitzo, so you could throw anywhere within the Mechitzo. So Amalev Rav Nachman, Rafuna, loads of the Shmuel. Don't argue on Shmuel. Shmuel is matter, and I'll show you. We have the bra- approved Tishmo that you could throw throughout the whole thing. Tanya Kavasa is a bride, so like him to Tanya says in a bride, so, uh, let's say someone who's measuring his 2,000 amas, he's measuring how far his plumber goes, and he's getting towards a city. Let's say, I don't know, he's going to be some point A, and then he's got 2,000 amas, and then the end of the 2,000 amas ends right in the middle of the city. The 2,000 amas is in the middle of the city, so part of the city is within his plumber. The halacha is that he could throw things throughout the entire city, but he can't cross the plumber. Meaning the tchum ends in the middle of the city, so it stops right there. You can't get, you can't walk beyond the point. You can't walk beyond, beyond your tchum. But the etzim, you're allowed to carry within that city. So you could throw something that's beyond the place that you're allowed to go. So by mitalta, how are you carrying? You can't walk, right? You can't walk. So how are you carrying beyond where you can walk? Must be lava desrikas because you're throwing it beyond your tchum. So Rafuna said we never let you do that because it's always So you might be drawn after where you threw it and you might end up going to the tchum. So how here are we letting you carry beyond your tchum? Must be with desrikas. So we see proof that we don't make such exeras. My answer is Amar Rafuna. Lo, that doesn't mean that It means by pulling things, meaning you can't throw far, far out. But if you could, if you're standing within the tchum and you have the access to something that's outside the tchum, you could pull it into where you are. There, there's no xera that you might be drawn after it. The only time that we make such xera is where you th- you're standing inside the home and you're thrown to a place that you don't have access to. That's where we make exera that you might be drawn after it. But as long as you're standing where you're standing in the tchum and you're just pulling in, that would not be a problem. Says the Gemara Marfuna, another halacha. He moved to Someone's measuring his tchum and he's getting to the end of the to end of the tchum is end in the city. But here it ends right in the middle of the court. Half the chazer, a random courtyard, is within the tchum and half of it is outside. He only has half the courtyard, meaning you can only walk right until the two thousand amma border. And even though it means that it ends in the middle of a courtyard, so be it. Says the Gemara Pshita, that's obvious. Why, why would you think that you could go beyond that? So the Gemara answers, What I'm saying is that you're at least allowed to go in the half that's within the tomb. Meaning we don't say, since you can't go in the other half, you can't walk into the courtyard at all. Says the Gemara Pshita, that's obvious. You can go until the 2,000 Amma mark. What's the difference if it's in the middle of the courtyard? Says the Gemara, you might say, if we let you carry, if we let you walk into the court, you might start carrying throughout all of it, even in the places where you can't walk. Amash Malan, Rafuna tells us that we don't make exera. You're allowed to walk into the half of the courtyard that is within uh, within your tchum. Okay, so now we go back to understand machlokas um, between Rav Nachman and Rafuna. Again, we're having this big machlokas in the case where a guy was Shabbos in a bika, and then Goyim make a wall on Shabbos. So, 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 so the question is whether or not Rav Nachman was saying you're allowed to throw throughout the whole thing. We don't make it there that you might be drawn after the thing you threw, you threw and live, and then you might leave the tchum. And Rav Huna's Ma'achman says you can't throw beyond beyond because you might go be drawn after. So the Gemara says Amar Nachman Modi Huna Rav Huna would agree to me that how you Modi to Someone was measuring two thousand amas. So calls me tells us fast and he gets into a courtyard. It happens to be that the two thousand amma mark is exactly right where a house starts. Like it was like an open house, like one of the sides, and right. 
the 2,000 Amma mark is right where the entrance to the house is. You're allowed to throw things, move things throughout the entire house by throwing them from where his Tchum ends into the house. Right? In other words, the wall, let's say the entrance had collapsed, so it's totally open. You could throw things right from the end of the Tchum in the house. Why would Rav Huna agree? Rav Huna normally says, if you're throwing things beyond where your Tchum ends, it's usher because you might be drawn after to a place you can't walk. So why would Rav Huna agree? My time, over take us a bias called that this, because the roof of the house is like it's pushed down, meaning there's a clear mark. There's something that's an indication. There's a reminder to you, don't walk further. It's like a very easy thing to remember. My Tchum ends right by the house. So since there's something that clearly reminds you, don't go further, it's like the, mentally, you know, you can't go in the house. So then you'd be allowed to throw things from the end of the tchum, from the edge of the tchum, into the house. Rav Huna only disagrees, like by the baker, which is stam, it's an open area, where the 2,000 amma is ending randomly in the middle of this now enclosed baker. There, Rav Huna said, if we let you throw throughout all of it, then you might come to leave your tchum. Okay, so now the Gemara tries to say that this whole issue of Nachman Rav Huna is Machlokas Tanah. Why don't we suggest Machlokas is, is like Machlokas Tanah in our mission? What do we learn? What happens if Gayim just took a person out, out of a city, they threw him into another city beyond this home, and they put him into a into an enclosed area that had walls? That's beyond his tchum. So again, generally, when you're beyond tchum, you only have four amas. But the issue of our Mishnah was is that they put you into a place that is enclosed. So what's the halacha? Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Lazarus, Rabbi Omer, they're lenient. Halacha is cool. You go throughout the whole area of your put. Why is that? Because the whole area of enclosure is viewed as one big as, as his one big four amas. You could go throughout all of it. No, you only have even though you're in an enclosed area, you only have four amas. So because you're outside of your tchum. So my love, we say that you're allowed to go throughout the entire place since it's enclosed. The idea is, they're not concerned that if we let you here walk more than four amos because it's enclosed, then you wait, wait a second, someone's going to come to walk more than four amos in an open field. Let's say someone is put into an open field beyond this clump. There, he only has four amos and there's not enclosed area. So he's definitely also to go before amos. So why don't we say that he can't go in the case, even when he's put in an enclosed area, he shouldn't be able to walk more than four amos Zera ought to that uh, you might come to, to, to carry more than four to, to move more than four amos where they put you in an open field. So we see that we're not concerned. We see that Rabbi Gamliel is not concerned with such exeria. He says, no, in enclosed area it's mutter, not enclosed area it's usher. We don't have to be concerned for a decree between the two. So the same way, just as they would in usher to walk more than four amos in an enclosed area, ought to that you might walk more than four amos in the field. So we could say, by extension, tilt ought to be so too in the case where Rav Huna and Rav Nachman were disputing. Where the guy who shoves by and the guy and put up the field, and put up the walls, and he has two thousand amos. We're not goes there that if we let him throw beyond his two thousand amos, that he might come to walk outside his two thousand amos. Obviously, it's a different zera, but the gemara here is just looking at it in a broad way. Do we make zeros by tchum or do we not? So the same way, Rebbe Gamliel didn't make a zera in the case where they put him into the enclosed area. We let you go out throughout the whole enclosed area. So to here, he wouldn't make a zera that you can't throw beyond the tchum because you might. Come to walk beyond the tchum, you would be lenient. You should be able to throw. Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Gamliel, Dalmer, Melo, Ramos, Rabbi Yeshua, who says when the goyim put you in into enclosed area, you, that's beyond your tchum. You still only have four amos. What's the pshat? Why do they say that? It must be the gazer he looked out to he looked It must be that they're you know it's a little bit hard to understand. Rabbi Yeshua, you're in an enclosed area. You have four amos, but you're in an enclosed area, so the whole thing should be like your four amos. It must be that they make a decree that you can't walk more than four amos. In the enclosed field, as Xera, that you might come to walk more than four amos in the open field where it's not enclosed. So if that, they make Xera there, the same way they make Xera in that situation. So presumably they would hold like Rafuna 
that if uh, in our case where you shamash the and the guy put up the wall that you shouldn't be allowed to throw more than the area of your trum because you might come to walk outside the area of a trum. So the Gemara has done a very, it's, 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 not, it's a loose comparison because we're comparing uh, like apples and oranges and that's exactly what the Gemara is picking up on now. In the Mishnah, the situation is they're tuk- outside of your trum and you only have four almas. The question is if you're in enclosed areas, that mutzer is that also. Rav Nachman and Rav Hunar are talking about a case you're shamash you have 2,000 almas. Go and put up a wall and the question is now do we let you throw more than 2,000 almas as long as it's within the walls or are we gozer that you might come to go outside the tomb. So the Gemara says that the two things are incomparable. Mimai, how do you know that it's Machlokus Tanam? Rav Hunor Nachman is Machlokus Vimlil and Rav Yeshua. Doma Lukiyaz, Rav Lazar, Rav Yeshua, Hilof Tiversar, Atu Hilof Bebekov. There they were in Gozer, moving for Amos in the enclosed area. More than four Amos, Atu, they might come to move more than four Amos in the field. Hadamili Hassan, that's only there. The Shema Komosim, there are two different types of areas. Right now you're in enclosed area. What? We should say you can't move more than four amas up to a case where you'd be in a field, but right now I'm not in a field. Right now I'm in an enclosed area. So therefore we don't make Xera. I will tilt to Hila, but in our case, you're in this place. You're in this big up which the guy which the guy enclosed. If we let you throw in this place, you might come to move to the place where you threw the ball. So therefore we say it's Azir Makum it's in the same place. So it's more likely that you might come to violate Trumachanami the Gazi. So Ravuna might make Xera, Shemi Masha we might be drawn after the thing that you throw, and it could be what Ravuna said could concur even with the opinion of Rabbi Gamliel. And the other way as well, Rav Nachman, who is lenient to throw beyond the throne, he could even go like Rabbi Yeshua, because Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yekiva Nami, who were saying when the guy moved you forcibly into a place in his enclosed area, you still can't walk more than four hours. How do you know it's because they're making a zera up to a case where it's in a valley? When is there a principle that the entire house is treated like four hours? That's the case, but let's say you're Shabbos in a house. Those mechitzos where you were in, those were your mechitzos when Shabbos began. So let's say a person was Kona, his era of right in the house. So we say you don't start measuring 2,000 amos, you know, from the living room. We say it's only from outside the house, wherever that mechitzos end. Because the whole mechitzos are, are, are treated like his big four, four, four amos. But in a case where he wasn't Shabbos in those mechitzos, like in our case, where the guy just forcibly put you into an enclosed area. But that's not where you were from the outside of Shabbos. So then it could be that we don't see that those mechitzos are viewed like your whole four amos. Again, that's the concept that since the gun put you into a place that is enclosed area, even though you only have four amos, but the enclosure, the enclosure makes it like it's one big four amos. Rabbi Shua doesn't hold to that. He says we only say that the mechitzos make it like your four amos when that's, they were your mechitzos from the outside of Shabbos. But here that the gun just put you into these mechitzos in the middle of Shabbos, Rabbi Yeshua says, no, you still only have four amos. It doesn't make a difference that it's enclosed. So that issue of Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua has nothing to do with our issue between Rav Nachman and Rav Huna. So we're coming out, the two, the two things have no have no connection at all. Rav Nachman and Rav Huna are talking about a case where you Shabbos, but the guy put up mechitzos. And the question is, you have 2,000 amas, but could you throw beyond the 2,000 amas, or are we gozer, shemi, mashach, achach, hafeitzo? And the machlokas, Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Shua, and the Mishnah is a different issue. The guy put you outside your trim, you only have four amas. The question is, if you're in mechitzos, do we view that the mechitzos are viewed, anything within the mechitzos are viewed like your four amas, and there's no connection between the two issues.